Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode five. I'm going to be talking about expensive kitchen gadgets that I regret buying because I don't want you to waste your money. So this is the first episode in a recurring series that I'm going to do called Homestead Confessions, where I'm going to tell you the things that I did wrong so you don't make the same mistakes. Do you have gift cards from the holidays burning a hole in your pocket? Maybe some extra Christmas cash? I actually don't this year. Sad. <laughs> but I have in the past. Maybe you're even looking forward ahead to the year of your birthday and what you want to ask for. But I hope that you listen to this episode before making any of those big decisions and any big purchases with kitchen gadgets this year. Welcome to the Homestead Challenge podcast, where we will finally figure out how to make homesteading work in this modern world. I'm your host, Brittany, kind of crunchy mom and fellow modern homesteader. I've walked the path you're on, navigating burnout, overwhelm, information overload, serious lack of time, and uncertainty of where to even start. But I've also discovered a way to integrate homesteading into my modern busy life. If you're itching to kick off your homesteading journey on your terms, you're in the right spot. In each episode of this podcast, I'll be dishing out quick and straightforward homesteading tips, sharing home management systems, and providing modern solutions that fit seamlessly into your suburban lifestyle. Ready to turn your homesteading goals into a reality? Join me, and together we'll navigate the world of homesteading in a way that suits our lives. So grab that sourdough starter from the back of your fridge, girl. It's time to rise. So here's my confession. I am a shopper. I do not want to support consumerism, and it's something that I am working on every single day, every single year, and I am so much better than I used to be. But it is seriously deep in my bones. Some people are naturally frugal. I am not. (laughs) So it's just, you know, it's just within me. It is what it is. So whenever I see all of the really cool homesteading gadgets, I want all of them. And let me tell you, I have purchased a lot of them. And that is a big confession to make. I'm embarrassed to say that I have bought some things that I do not use. Sorry if you hear coughing in the background. My little one is a little sick. So before I really get into it, you might be thinking that I'm here to say, these products are so bad. Do not buy them. They are terrible. But it's actually not true. Everything that I'm going to talk about today are actually incredible products. I do shop, but I also do my research. So Whatever I buy is, you know, top of the line, excellent reviews, works wonderfully, and it's not a bad product. So I'm not saying don't buy these things. I'm saying I only recommend these items if they align with your goals this year. So if you haven't listened to the last episode on Homestead Goals for 2024, you need to go listen to that before continuing because it's really important that we're only purchasing things this year that align with our goals. So, of course, if you have all of the cash, then go ahead, buy all of these things. If you have all of the space, go ahead, buy all of these things. But to me, part of homesteading is really learning to be more frugal and spending our dollars where it counts. And really, the worst thing about these items that I've purchased is that I see them all the time and it makes me feel pretty bad about myself that I'm not, you know, spending the time on those specific homesteading things right now. I'm not getting rid of them because they're all goals that I believe that I will be able to lean in on in the future. 
They're just something that maybe I'm not doing right now. So are you ready for the list of things that I probably shouldn't have purchased yet? Number one is my grain mill. I fell into the bandwagon of the Nutramill Harvest Grain Mill. It is beautiful. It looks so beautiful in my kitchen. It works great. Absolutely. I can grind my own grain. And what's excellent about that is that I have the wheat berries to do so. And they'll basically last, I don't know, I think it's like 25 years or something in my five gallon buckets. So if you are a prepper and that's something that you're interested in with homesteading, then this might be a great option for you because flour actually does go bad once it's ground, grinded. I'm not sure, (laughs) but it goes bad kind of fast, actually. But the wheat berries do not. So if that's on your list or if really up upping your health game as far as your grains go this year is on your list, or you just really want to do some unique bread baking, then go ahead, get a grain mill. I'm not going to lie. I'm having a hard enough time in my life right now baking bread as it is, um, even using my sourdough starter or yeast to make any bread. So... If I'm going to do it right now, I'm probably just going to use a bag of flour because that's what I currently feel like I have the capacity to do. It doesn't really take that long to grind your own wheat, but if you're already having a hard time doing the bread, probably don't buy the grain mill just yet. All right, number two is my dehydrator. I don't regret it so much because I got mine for $10 on Facebook Marketplace. Always check for homesteading things on Marketplace first, 100%. I love myself a good deal. Um, If I were to buy a new one, I would probably purchase the Excalibur brand one or any one that has metal trays. Mine does have plastic trays, which I don't love, but I knew that I wasn't going to be using this item as much as some other items. So $10 was not a big deal for me here. So I don't really use my dehydrator either. Uh, it's really fun to, I add, like, like to do some fruit in the summer, and I like to add that fruit to teas. But other than that, I don't eat any dehydrated foods at all. Um, I don't even love jerky. I know a lot of people do, and that's a really fun thing to make if you do have a jerky lover in your life. So maybe that's one of your goals this year is to save money by making your own snacks that way. My kids will not eat the dehydrated fruit. I know a lot of kids will. I've tried they will not. (laughs) So, you know, it's just one of those things. Eventually, if I did get more into prepping, then that would be really cool to dehydrate some things to have on hand. It's really cool to do some like vegetables. I've seen people do like carrots and peas and onions and things, and then you can throw them into soups and stews. If you do have an abundance from your garden, that's an excellent thing to do. But if you don't really have a huge harvest of your own, It's not, you know, maybe worth it right now. But hey, I know like a lot of people, again, make their own snacks. So if that's something that you're on your goal list this year, the dehydrator might be something to look into. Now, I didn't buy a freeze dryer. (laughs) So a lot of people are really into freeze drying right now. I cannot justify the cost, especially because I do not have a large harvest. And I really think the only way to make your money back from a freeze dryer is to sell freeze dried goods like at a farmer's market or something, because they're pretty expensive. If I was going to buy one, I would maybe go in on one with a friend and share using it somehow or something like that. 
but I am not because we are not buying the things that we're not going to use right now. And third is my vacuum sealer. I don't use it a lot yet. So I have used it to make a little, um, I would say it's a suburban prepper bucket. So I'm not really that big into prepping, but I did want one emergency stash to have on hand. So my friend and I put together these buckets. It's one five gallon bucket. It has enough food for my family for probably, I don't know, a couple weeks, something like that. I, I didn't really calculate, but it's just a peace of mind thing. I just, we just got some cheap stuff, vacuum sealed it all. If you want an episode on prepping in suburbia, let me know. I'd be interested to know if anybody is interested in that topic or cares. But I also bought the vacuum sealer because I was planning to buy meat in larger quantities and kind of split it up and vacuum seal the rest and freeze it. But I don't have a deep freezer yet. And I don't know that I plan on buying one this year just because moving to a new house, we have so many expenses. Might not make the list. So I like my vacuum sealer. I have a food saver one. No complaints with it. It works great, but I never use it. It just sits in a bin in my basement. So like I said, these things are all great products. They're just things that I wish that maybe I put on hold. So learning contentment in your homestead is very important. And it's a lesson that I'm currently teaching myself as I talk to you right now, because Looking at these things, like I said, I just feel guilty for not using them. I feel blessed that I do own all of these things and I know they're on a lot of people's wish lists. So I hope to use them someday. And I hope that this gives you some inspiration to really think about what you're purchasing for your homestead. Make sure you look at your goals first. <laughs> Seriously, look at your goals and let's save our money for the things that are right here in front of us this year. On the flip side, I wanted to talk about two things that I do love that I purchased. One is really cheap and one is like medium. So the first one is a meat defrosting tray, which sounds kind of gross, but it's just a literal scratched up pan that I bought from the thrift store. If you already have an old scratched up pan, great, use that. Um, especially if it's nonstick and you're trying to not use nonstick anymore, this doesn't matter. You put it in your fridge. And every single week when you do your meal planning, you defrost all of the meat for the whole week by just setting it in the pan. It's in the pan because that way, if there's any leakage that happens, which sometimes there is, it's all contained in there and you can just wipe it out so easily. And I always know exactly where all the meat is in the fridge. And it reminds me to defrost the meat each week. So there's like so many wins with this. I actually have a post on some kitchen fridge hacks like that that have really helped me out. I'll link that in the show notes, but they're all super cheap like that and seriously helpful. So I hope that tip helps you out. And then the second thing that I want to talk about is my instant pot. So I refuse to get one of these for a long time because it's truly like not sexy. That's what I call it. It's just not sexy. I was like, I'm never going to really cook in that. I love cooking a nice piece of meat in my cast iron and my Dutch oven. Like it's not going to brown. It's just going to be gross. <laughs> All the things. So I don't cook in it a ton, but what I do make in it is a whole chicken. So there's a the whole process. I think I've already talked about this before. It's just one of my favorite things to do. So you cook the whole chicken in the Instant Pot. You pull off all the meat and then you have that for like two weeks. Not two weeks, two meals. Definitely not two weeks. That's disgusting. <laughs> two meals. 
And then you leave all the stuff in the bottom of the Instant Pot, put in whatever scraps you want, and put the bones back in. Fill it with water to the top, and then put it in for like three hours, and then you have some bone broth or stock, whatever you want to call it. Every time I have made this, it makes really jiggly, nutrient-rich, wonderful stock. And it's so easy. It only takes a couple hours. You don't have to have it on the stove for a couple days or whatever. It's my favorite way to do that. So let me know. I would love to know if you've ever purchased anything that you regret or if you have purchased any of these more major homesteading kitchen gadgets and that you love it and use it all the time. Maybe there's something that I didn't mention. So your homework today, if you have the urge to shop like some of us do in the new year, (laughs) make a wish list, either on Amazon or just on paper or in your phone. And be sure that when you do go to buy anything, it matches up to your 2024 goals. I really hope that this helps you out. And if you do have any questions about any of the products mentioned, you can always ask me on Instagram. I'm happy to share more information about them. Thanks for listening and cheers to maybe not spending quite so much money this year on things we don't need and finding contentment in the things that we have. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Homestead Challenge podcast. I hope our time together has empowered you to take meaningful steps on your homesteading journey. If you've enjoyed our conversation and found value in today's tips, please take a moment to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me and it helps others discover the podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with me on Instagram. You can find me at Brittany L. Gibson. The link is in the show notes. Share your favorite takeaways from the episode, ask questions, or suggest topics of what you'd like to hear in the future. For an even deeper dive into the homesteading community, join our Facebook group where other suburban homesteading mamas share their experiences, ask questions, and support each other on their unique homesteading journeys. Just search for the Homestead Challenge community on Facebook and request to join. Remember, every small step on your homesteading path is a victory. Whether you're nurturing plants on your windowsill or mastering the art of sourdough, you're making a difference. Keep at it. Until next time, let's watch our homesteads flourish together.